Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. All right, you guys, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I am so excited for this episode. This is sort of part of this well-planned series that I have been doing with my former coach, Megan Flat, the amazing Megan Flat. I'm so excited that she keeps saying yes to coming back on because I have so much fun recording these episodes with her. For the most part, we've been answering your questions, but we've also been diving into some of our own stuff that we've been working through um, and having conversations about that, which it seems that you guys have also loved. I've gotten more emails about these episodes than any other episodes, so I'm taking that as a sign that you guys like these kind of conversations. So today, though, Megan and I decided that we wanted to have a bigger conversation about just balancing working and motherhood, what this looks like around the holidays. And so this is mostly for mom entrepreneurs who are really wanting to have successful businesses. We don't want to give up the whole month of December. Most of us need the whole month of December, but we also really want to the whole reason that we became entrepreneurs was to really be able to spend quality time with our family. And especially at this time of the year, we want to be able to honor that. And it can feel like a lot. So what we decided to do was we we both have our own strategies around this, but we know that there's other there were other amazing women. We know that there's lots of amazing women who also have their own ideas and strategies and things that they do during their holiday season. So we wanted to get a few different people on. So today, on today's podcast, there are actually six people um, all conversing about this topic of entrepreneurship and the holidays. So there's Megan, who, as you guys know, is an amazing mama CEO, um, business growth strategist. She has been on this show, peppering this show for the past couple of months, and we all love her for that. And just in case you don't remember, her kids are seven and 10. We also have with us Stacy Spensley, who's a coach for parents of young kids. And she herself has a five and a half year old, a two and a half year old. And you will hear on this show that she is about to have a new baby. I think she's due right before the holidays. We have on Erica Tebbins, who's a consultant who provides sales strategy to passionate and motivated women entrepreneurs. And she has a 14-year-old son. And we have the amazing Sonia Roots on, and she actually has a brick and mortar yarn store. So she has a really busy time of year. Like literally, I think she probably has a lot of sales, like holiday sales are important to a yarn store, although hopefully those knitters are knitting their presents in advance. Um, So she has to have that store open. And she has a four and a nine-year-old. So her kids are young as well. And... Then we have the amazing Sarah Berry, 
And she is a content strategist, client success manager, and a writer. And I have to say, she is actually the writer for Plan Simple. She creates all the amazing show notes every single week that you guys get to read and click on. And uh, she's an important part of my team. She also happens to be an important part of Megan's team. So we share that in common. And I might just have to get her back on this show again, since I know where to find her, um, because she dropped some thoughts on this show that I really want to dig in deeper with her. So we, we sort of, I feel like we scratched the surface on this show, but there's so much more to talk about. So I am excited and looking forward to hopefully her wanting to be back on the show later. And of course I'm on the show and my kids are, oh, and Sarah's kids are 10 and eight and I'm on the show and my kids are 15, almost 13, and almost 10. So we really do cover all the different ages between us on this show, which I think is really helpful in coming up with and sharing the different traditions and different places that we're at. So we talk about setting boundaries. We talk about setting priorities. We talk about putting your big rocks into place early and knowing what they are before Christmas day. We know, uh, we talk about knowing your business really well. We talk about choosing things that are meaningful to you to do during this time of year so that you can really have that focus that you want to have on your family. We talk about slowing down and we talk about deciding what you really want for both your family and your business and how to Really be able to back out of that, to craft this holiday season that you are really craving and yearning for. And so I hope this is really inspiring to you. I think it will be inspiring to anyone, whether you have a business or not. It's really about balance and just being able to create what we want for our families under circumstances that might seem impossible. So running a business and being with a family it's it's a, the reason that a lot of the a lot of us start these businesses but then we very quickly get into the busyness of what it actually means to have a business and it starts to feel a little bit harder so hopefully there's i mean i know i learned a lot from this episode so i'm hoping that you will too and really allow yourselves to be inspired by each of these ladies all right, you guys, with no further ado, let's let's get them on the podcast. Hi, Megan. Hi, thank you for having me again. And I'm so excited to have some of the women here from either my team or in my year-long mastermind, Mama CEO Mastery. So it's fun to get to hear everyone. We're always talking in our little private group. So it's exciting to get to hear everyone's responses. I know. I love it because a lot of times when I interview somebody I know as a client, it's so fun to do it on the podcast just because you hear all sorts of different things <laughs> that you hear in a different way. And so thank you so much for gathering your people because you're such an amazing people gatherer. So let's start. It. So for anyone who's new to the podcast, I'm just going to, we'll just all sort of, um, Megan and I too, will reintroduce who we are, but I want everyone, we have six different mama CEOs on the podcast, including Megan and I. And so I thought we'd all just start with what we do for a living, sort of how we spend our days and how old our kids are, because the whole point of this is how we're heading into the holidays, balancing business with family and holidays. So you want to go first, Megan? 
Sure. Well, why don't you go first? Oh, yeah. Okay. I can go go. first. Yep. (laughs) Even though everyone knows you. (laughs) So you guys know me. I'm Mia. And I have three kids. And weirdly, my oldest just turned 15 as we're recording this, which just is unbelievable to me because I still remember like the day of his birth. Um, So I have a 15-year-old, an almost 13-year-old, and a nine-year-old. And I make my living (laughs) by helping people plan their days. And that looks a lot like being in front of a computer while the kids are at school. Um, And it's pretty busy. So slowing down is hard for me. So we'll, we'll get into that a little bit as I start answering my questions, but that's, no, that's the gist of it. You want to go? I love it. I'm Megan Flat, and I am a business growth strategist and I work with female entrepreneurs, specifically mom entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs on how to grow and scale and leverage their business so that they can be making the income that they want to make while still being present for all the other people in their lives, like their kids. And I've got some of my amazing mama CEOs on the call today. So I'm excited to hear from them. Oh, and my kids are seven and 10. I had to think about that. My daughter's seven (laughs) and my son's 10. I'm Stacy Spensley. I'm the semi-crunchy mama, and I am a coach as well, but I work with parents of young kids, mainly five and under, through coaching classes and community to really support that kind of rough transition period to having young children. And my own kids are five and a half, two and a half, and I'm having a third one in eh, six weeks or so. Oh my goodness. That's so exciting. <laughs> so right, right around the holidays. It's, it'll be interesting this year. My, my 12, almost 13 year old is uh, a January 2nd. So she's totally a holiday baby. It's kind of fun. Uh, I'm Sarah Berry. I have two holiday babies. Um, both my daughters were born in December, which is part of how I have, you know, deal with my holidays is recognizing that's a piece of it too. Um, they are 10 and eight, and I also have a son who died in December. So that's part of my holiday experience as well. Um, I am a content strategist and a client success manager and a writer, and I use words to help people make connections. And I'm lucky enough to be on the team for Megan and for Mia. Yeah, you guys, she writes all the show notes. (laughs) I would not have this podcast without Sarah. So exciting. Um, all right. Um, and I'm super excited actually to hear about your, your December. I've wanted you on this podcast forever. So it's exciting to have Sarah here. I'm Erica Tebbins. I run Erica Tebbins Consulting and I do sales strategy for passionate, motivated female entrepreneurs. Um, basically, in a, nuts, in a nutshell, I teach women that selling doesn't have to suck. So I show women how to make more money in their business without complex systems or sleazy sales tactics. And I love it. And I have one kid. Uh, he is in just four days, he'll be 14. And that feels entirely surreal. Um, and in speaking of the holidays, my birthday is four days after, and then my husband's in December, and like all of the rest of our family fall in this time of year. So in addition to holidays, we have every family birthday. 
That's impressive. <laughs> I'm Sonia Roots, and I am the founder of a brick and mortar yarn store here in Oregon. And I'm also a coach to other creative small business owners just looking for clarity and um, organization in their small businesses. And I have two kiddos who are almost four and almost nine. Their birthdays are right after the holidays. So it's always a challenge to make sure that that's a priority and doesn't get lost in the shuffle. So I hear, I hear the other moms <laughs> speaking to that and totally get it. I love it. You guys, I love that we have such a variety of like the amount of kids we have, the ages. I feel like we've spanned pretty much like all the ages from zero to 15. <laughs> so that's kind of cool. Um, and we also do a broad variety of stuff, which is, which is pretty cool. So hopefully everyone can be inspired by what happens during the holidays. And I, the time is going to be the biggest thing on this episode because I feel like I could probably dive in for a full episode with everybody here. So let's talk a little bit. Let's just start sharing. Um, I feel like Stacy and Sonia, you guys must just from the work that you do have so many ideas for busy moms um, around connecting with kids during the holidays. So at some point, I would definitely love you to share that. And what I thought, though, that maybe we'd start with is just in our own lives, what sort of, I guess Megan and I have actually been talking a lot about boundaries. And so I feel like it's sort of like what, what during the holidays, what do we do so that we can be present for our family and not lose our business? Because I know that in the early years of businesses and working, it's just really easy to feel like you have to choose. Like you either have to be you know, full on mom and do all the things you think you're supposed to do, or you have to be a full on worker. And it's really just easy. I feel like to get lost in between the two and then enter January, just so overwhelmed. So chime in ladies. <laughs> I, you know, I think for, for, for me, because I've said this on probably every episode and I certainly don't always do it well, but I think for me, it's my mantra of do less better you know? And so it's just, it's tr and trying to remind myself of that in my business and in, but also maybe more importantly in my family life too, because I think it's easy. It's easy for me. I will admit I'm not a super, I'm not a super like crazy holiday person. Um, you know, like I don't go crazy around the holidays. I don't, um, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Like, I don't like want to do, I don't, I, all the things of like, Oh, do you decorate before or after Thanksgiving? I'm like, Oh, can I decorate like mid December? Like, you know, like I'm, I'm kind of more that and I'm very much like Christmas is over. Let's get that tree down. Let's move on. So it's a little, little bit easier, but then that kind of mommy guilt pops up. Like, Oh, am I not, am I not doing enough? holiday? Should we be going to the ballet? Should we be going ice skating? And we do all of those things too. But I, d I think for me, it's setting my priorities, just like I try to do in my business. So it's like, what, what are the, what are the important things? What are the important things that I do in my business? What are the top priorities? What are my revenue drivers in my business and making sure I'm focusing on those. And then at home, like what are, what are the family, you know, kind of favorites, you know, what do we love to do? What is it? It's the, the holiday light drive, we call it, where we go around and look at all the, you know, the crazy, the crazy um, houses with all the lights and, you know, doing those things and going to get the Christmas tree with another family that we always go with. And, you know, so making sure those things have a real secure spot and then being okay with letting some of the other things go, even when other people's social media, when it pops up that they're doing this, that, and the other thing, like 
it's okay. We're doing the things that are most important to our family. I love that. I, um, this is Sarah and I always set my boundaries around December that I don't take on rush projects. Um, I don't take on a lot of extra projects. I have a lot of clients that I work with throughout the year and I stick with that as my basis for December. And it's, you know, there's that push at the end of the year to say, Oh, did I meet my revenue goals? Do I need to be doing something else? But I have set myself up to say that wherever I am at, I'll try and do more in November if I can. I may try and get some people signed on for January, but I don't take on rush work in December. And that makes a big difference in how I feel throughout the month, both on the work side and the family side. Um, and then like Megan said, I pick my priorities. I start talking to my kids around Thanksgiving time about what is it that you really want to do? What is the one thing that you want to do that makes Christmas the Christmas season feel Christmassy to you. And they each pick one thing and those definitely go on the calendar. And most of the other stuff I say no to. And a lot of it is saying no to myself to say, oh, it sounds really nice to go to the, you know, the town common and hear caroling and take a horse-drawn carriage ride. But that's a day we have a lot of other things going on. And so as lovely it would be, I'm going to say no. Um, and the other thing that I do is I've, built in some downtime. And I feel, oh, here's the other one. Megan always talks about putting your big rocks in. And for me, those are when we celebrate Christmas with my husband and when my kids' birthday parties are. Most of those things have to happen on weekends and there usually is just barely enough weekend time for that in the holiday season. So I get those in really early and then I can plan our other stuff around that. And I know when I need to get stuff done ahead of the birthday parties in preparation. I know when I need to get presents bought for my husband's family. So those getting those in place early makes a big difference for us. I love that. Erica, what do you have? I Mine is uh, somewhat similar to Megan's in the fact that we don't, um, we're not, you know, huge on, on Christmas or anything. My Halloween is my jam. So after Halloween <laughs> is done, it's kind of like, wah, wah, you know, um, although I do get excited for Thanksgiving. Um, my, my husband loves Christmas. So it works out. So he can he and our son, they, they're the decorators in our family, which is really nice. Um, I kind of don't have to do any of it. And, uh, so that's some special time that they have together since my husband works outside the home. And I'm fortunate enough that, um, like I get to spend a lot of time with my son because he's homeschooled. So I think I feel this less uh, of like a franticness to, to fill the moments when we are together. Um, but that being said, I am very extroverted and my um, husband and my son are very introverted. And so kind of like what Sarah was saying, I put in some of the big rocks and then usually they are more content to just hang out around the house. So I really try with my own schedule to be very mindful, whether it's holiday related or not, just to look. And um, for instance, I was invited this Friday to a friend's birthday party. I love her dearly, but I'm already going to be out of the house um, Wednesday and Thursday night. And so I just said no, because I'm getting to the age where my son is closer to being an adult than a baby. So I'm really in that time frame of being conscientious of spending time with my family before he leaves the house. So, um, so yeah, I definitely learning to say no as an extrovert is very challenging for me. 
but I never, I feel like the older I get, the less FOMO I tend to have because I realize how important it is to spend that time with, with my son and not feel um, really frazzled all the time. I love that. And I, the homeschool thing I think is important because um, two, was it two or three years ago when I took my three kids out of school for the year and traveled the country. And um, that year actually the holidays felt very different because I did have that sense of like, it was just more of the same. We, we got to put some fun decorations up and get a tree, but like it was kind of, it was more of the same. So I, I that's cool. Yeah. Day more even. <laughs> All right, Stacey, what about you? This will be a little bit of an interesting year just because we normally, we live in Southern California, but we're from the Midwest and we normally travel home for the holidays. Mm. And this year, of course, I'm due on Christmas. So oh my gosh. And my, my kids are really confused because my, my oldest was like, well, no, he was explaining to his little brother. He's like, no, we go and see snow at grandma's house at Christmas time. I said, well, we're not going this year, buddy. He's like, oh. Oh, so, interesting. And so with traveling, my husband's also a hotel manager, so he works holidays. So when, we, when we're traveling, it's, there's a lot of moving parts and pieces to get the right days scheduled, that it doesn't cost us a bazillion dollars to fly because we have to work with his, his vacation days that he can get off because they're still open. Um, and then really then traveling and time zones and both of our families are there. And so there's a lot of boundaries of just, we can do one thing a day. Like we really, cause we, you know, it's, it's a lot of it. We do have some like family traditions, but it's about being with our families because we don't see them very often, but we have to really be firm about one thing a day or it's not even fun because yeah. our kids are just a disaster. And like the first year, you know, we tried to do too much and like, you know, hang out with friends. And we're like, nope, never again. <laughs> And do you so get to year, stay home this year? So this year we're staying home. Um, and we've had a few friends that, you know, are, are happy to host us. So, you know, we're kind of penciling those in and with, of course, the caveat that I may be having a baby. So we may not be able to attend and that's fine. And it's my son's first year of kindergarten. So it'll be a little different with the school break and things like that. So for me, it's, it's interesting because my, my sort of holiday plan is to not be able to plan that much because right. it's completely different and we can't bank on any dates of anything happening. So, but the nice thing is that my husband, he's able to, he does have um, family leave that he can take. So he'll be able to take the holiday off just in anticipation of the baby arriving. So that'll be a little different, but really, you know, still kind of limiting, not trying to overdo because I'm going to be too pregnant to do anything. And as you ramp down, you're probably ramping down your work anyway, right? Yeah. And that's, yeah. and that's another thing is I usually kind of, because I work with other parents of young kids, this is such a busy time of year. I really limit, like I offer a lot of support, but I don't do a lot of selling in December because people are spending money on their kids and they're not prioritizing themselves as much. Mm -hmm. And then sort of setting myself up for January when people are ready to kind of do all the fresh start stuff, which of course this year I'll be on maternity leave. So it's a little different too. Yeah. Cool. How about you, Sonia? So I'm the owner of a brick and mortar business. So this is something that I've had to, I don't know, test and change every season. Because as you know, there's from Thanksgiving and Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday, all the way through till after New Year's is a really busy time for retailers. And so in the first few years of my business, I worked all of it. 
And it was a real challenge to then that felt like a priority. And then I was trying to fit in all the holiday memory making with my kids and it felt backwards or upside down. And so the past couple of years I've worked to change that. And actually last year I didn't work Black Friday for the first time, which felt like a huge victory. And this year I'm not either. And so I guess for me, the first thing is figuring out the work schedule and the kids' school schedule and how all of that looks. And then um, similar to Sarah, our family sits down and we kind of come up with a dream list of all of the holiday activities we want to partake in or crafts we want to make, things we want to bake. Um, I'm a former pastry chef, and so that's always a real highlight of the holiday season for me. And yeah, so then we kind of have a master list. Also holiday movies that we want to watch, because there's only so many family movie nights in the season. And then we pick and choose from that list and try to get things on the calendar. I'm also a no more than one a day or one a weekend kind of activity person, because it does, everybody gets frazzled and and too much on the calendar and it's not fun for anybody. So that's kind of how I approach it. I love it. And so then you, this is probably your busiest time. Like totally. Yes. Because, <laughs> right. People are buying your things for presents. Yes. Yeah. People usually October starts getting really busy and then November they have either started projects for themselves because the weather's getting colder or they're focused on holiday knitting and crocheting and making. And so, yeah, lots of, lots of new projects being started, which is really fun. But so over time of having your business, how have you gotten smarter during this time? So if it's a super busy time, like what, what have you done differently from year to year to like make it so that you don't have to be there on Black Friday or maybe there's another day you could, you know, you'd be flexible enough to go see something with one of your children or go see your children in something or something like that? I think I've gotten better at looking ahead sooner so that I can plan for a little bit of extra time off here and there. Um, making sure that the schedule for my staff is set sooner so that kind of everybody knows where they need to be. and. Yeah, I, it is all about planning ahead, I guess, really. And that's not something that comes naturally to me or easily to me. But um, when you have a staff and you have kids and a spouse and all of those moving parts, it really is crucial. So, uh, yeah, and I think I've also learned to let myself take that time off during the holidays. I think it's easy as a boss to feel like, we have to work the most and the hardest of our team. And that's not the case in every season. Um, so I make sure that I, I have time off for myself to be with my family. I think last year I took the whole week off between Christmas and New Year's, uh, which felt really good as well. And we're looking at doing that again. So it's just, I don't know, there's always a give and take. And if it doesn't work one year, then I try to remember that the next time around and do it differently. I love that. I think, if I can chime in really quick, something that Sonia said just resonated with me and I'm kind of looking at these other faces and I know that it, it kind of applies in a lot of our situations. Um, Cause I felt the same way. Like I have to, I think it, especially it comes out of when my kids were younger and me having to like kind of steal all this work time. And so then all of a sudden it would be like the break and maybe my husband was home more. Or I had my parents around and I had this mentality like, Oh, I, I have work time. I have work time. Cause that was how I spent so much more of my time. But I also really started thinking about what am I modeling? What am I modeling for my kids? 
And what am I modeling for my clients? And so what Sonia just said about like her staff too, and you know, not just her kids, but also her staff. And I know for, I mean, for just pretty much everyone else on the call, um, I really respect Sarah's, um, Sarah, Sarah, the way she sets her boundaries and she's very communicative and she's amazing as Mia, I know, you know, at doing things last minute when you need them, but she's also very clear, Hey, I'm going to be out next Thursday or Hey, I'm doing this with my family on Friday. Does it, is anyone going to, you know, is anyone going to need anything because I'm going to be out on Friday? And I think she really models for me how to set those to be super available for your clients and also set really great boundaries. And so that's something that I've started doing too, especially since starting a year long program is, is telling, you know, we have like, Hey, this week we're, we're off. Like you're not going to hear from any of us. Feel free to chime in in the Facebook group if you want, or just take the week off and feel like I can model that for my clients and also for my kids too. Yeah, I think that's so important. And I had the same thing. <laughs> like I totally had the same thing when they were like in that, I think it was like at the beginning, uh, you know, the preschool, early elementary ages. And it was the first time where we really had that break. And my, my husband works for um, Harvard. And so they actually get this free week of vacation off between Christmas and New Year. So I would just be like, oh, he's on his free vacation. You know, he can be with the kids. It's all good. He's a parent, like get to work as fast as I can. And I did that for a couple years. And yeah, it's funny. Then I had that, that thought of like, wait, I don't want people to think I do this. I don't want my kids to see me do this. I don't want my clients to know that I can do this, you know? Um, so I've gotten busy in different ways over the years, which is it's been great. Like I still get that time that I'm craving, but in a way more restorative self-care kind of way, which is so good. All right. Where are we going to take this now? Let's see. So who, so who has uh, great ideas for, I feel like one of the things that we really want to do during the holidays is have these connecting moments with our kids. Um, and so if we can figure out, so, so I guess it's like a twofold question of just maybe a little bit more detail of extracting ourselves from our work. And then what are some of those things that we've really loved the, that being an entrepreneur enables us to do with our kids during the holidays? Like, let's throw some ideas out there so people might have ideas that are different besides, you know, we could say going to the Nutcracker, but I have a feeling we have better ideas than that <laughs> as a collective. Yeah, Sarah. Oh. I love is um, I love reading with my kids. I've always, I mean, I love reading myself and I love sharing books with them and they're both great readers right now, but we still read a lot together. And so one of the things that we always look forward to during the holiday season is pulling out all the holiday books. And I actually created an advent calendar where I wrap up one of the books and it's not necessarily a new book they're actually mostly books that we have already in our collection and we open up a new one every day and usually if we're up in time we read it before they go to school in the morning and if not it's something that we find time to sit when they get home from school or at bedtime and we have that quiet time together it's reflective time we might have cocoa with it um, and it just becomes a special time that we have something to look forward to every day um, and so it's a time that we can share it's getting us ready mentally for the holidays and we have a lot of books that are about giving so we're having a lot of that kind of idea coming up in a time that 
can really feel very focused on getting. So I love that we we bring that in together and it always inspires my kids to start making presents for each other and other people in our family. So that's been a really special time um, for us in a way that then we, you know, it, it builds on itself and that then they want to do these projects and I help them at this point, I can help them find materials and they'll start doing it. It used to be a lot of me helping them do it. We um, built a manger scene one year that my daughter decided she had to do. And we were down in the basement with a saw and, you know, being all sneaky about it, but, um, but it's fun. I love making stuff with them. And I love that that often comes out of our reading too. I love that idea. Cause well, coming up in, in the plan simple world is a advent calendar creation day. That's what I do every black Friday is I help people create an advent calendar. I love it being all books. Cause that's definitely a benchmark in my like Christmas is, you know, at least four days. Like the thing is go find the basket. I just put all the Christmas books in a basket somewhere by the fireplace. Mm -hmm. And then it's like on this day, no one's leaving the house. You're coming home from school. We are lighting a fire. (laughs) Nobody needs to go anywhere and we can read these books. And what's so funny to me, because my kids are slightly older than yours, is that, you know, I have pretty cool kids, but still at 13 and 15, like they still like that tradition. You know, they'll still do that. (laughs) In fact, I think they probably ask, I'd probably be sooner to let go of it thinking they're too old than they would. So I I love the book idea. Yeah. And I I also work in the movies. So I usually like, you know, one weekend night, it's a movie instead of a book. Um, which kind of gets so those, yeah. those Christmas movies like Sonia mentioned. Um, and also sometimes it's some that sometimes I sit with them for the movies and sometimes that is something that they do while I'm working on something else that needs to happen. But, um, but yeah, it's usually almost every day as a book. I love that. All right, Erica, what do you have? Yeah. One thing uh, or a few things that we do is a lot of times because the holidays can feel like such this short kind of six week window of time. So uh, we, I try to have something that we do over the course of the winter because, because I live fairly close to where Sarah lives. So we're in the Northeast, we get a lot of snow. And um, so last winter it was to watch all of the Harry Potter movies over the course of the winter. And it kind of feels like it almost extends that holiday feeling a little bit past the end of December, which is really nice. And especially now that my son is getting older, uh, we actually have right in our small village, uh, we have a volunteer fire department that does a free community Thanksgiving dinner in the morning and midday. And we volunteered for the first time last year. We're doing it again this year. And because my husband used to be in the Navy, we've never actually lived near family ever during the holidays. So we've always had to kind of have like a Friendsgiving or do something that's a little bit non-traditional. And so we always go to friends' houses for Thanksgiving dinner. And so this year and last year, after we do the volunteering in the morning, we are going over to our friend's house and my son is friends with their friends. And it's just nice because we can kind of have that like stress-free grown-up time while the kids play. And this year, my birthday um, happens to fall the day before Thanksgiving. So um, we, I love to, much like Sonia, I love to bake and, and cook and do all this stuff. So I asked my son this year, you know, would you, all I want for you for my birthday is the day before we are going to prep all the Thanksgiving sides that we are bringing and we're going to bake pies and we're going to do all this stuff since we can't do it the next morning since we'll be volunteering. 
And he was like, yeah, sure. And lately I've just been trying to help him um, or have him help me because it's. I think it's very easy, especially as entrepreneurs, we're very type A. We're like, no, I can just get it done. I'll do it faster or whatever. So I've been trying to slow down and be really mindful and teach him more of those life skills and allow him to step in and help even if the process goes more slowly. So um, in addition to regular holiday baking, I feel like that is something because it's quality time, but it's also something, it's also him learning and me being able to teach an important lesson. So I just kind of, I don't know, I feel like I try to, my life is a lot about weaving all the little components together and, and that includes my, my work peppered in there as well. I love that. That's, um, that's awesome. I mean, where are you? Where do you live in New England? I, I'm right near um, Saratoga Springs, so I'm in oh, upstate cool. New York. So, yeah. We have three New England people on the line. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Subtle California. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's, that's awesome. And I, I, love that I, the, I love the idea of bringing kids into just household. And I feel like every, we're all talking about slowing down and even that is just such an amazing life lesson at a time when the world's speeding up to show our kids that we can slow down, you know, that we can slow down for a minute, even though everyone else is crazy on Black Friday, waiting in line at 3 a.m. to buy a TV or whatever it is. <laughs> like, I just, I love that we're, we're modeling that. That's so cool. And I've recently found out that my 15-year-old is way better at cleaning the kitchen than I am. And he's never going to live that one down. So <laughs> yeah, Megan. I, I just wanted to share something because I know that this is a big struggle for a lot of families and I don't actually, I just kind of lucked out. So I don't know if I have any advice around this, but um, my dad, my father um, did a lot of child custody mediations during his career. Mm. And one of the things that he would really stress to families is, is that the adults would be really struggling and, and, you know, fighting over who got the kids on specific dates and he, um, you know, like, well, I want them on Christmas day or I want that, you know, and, and he really stressed to them that, you know, kids, kids don't care what date it is on the calendar. Kids just want to have these experiences. And that's something that I'm kind of hearing a lot of you saying, and I, I've really lucked out because my, my family kind of, my dad really bestowed that on us and, and on my sister and I, that we really get to, we kind of almost flip it, like where we really get to extend out the holidays where it's not about like, cause I've heard of families that like rush around and have to go to every single, you know, family member's house on Christmas day. And we've really been able to, in our family been, you know, okay, what do we want to do? What are, what's important to us? Where do, where do we, where does our little nuclear family want to be on certain dates, whether that's Thanksgiving or Christmas or New Year's or whatever it is. And then we've really, um, lucked out slash communicated with our family that, you know, we've definitely, we've definitely had Thanksgiving, a full Thanksgiving dinner with my family on Saturday or on Sunday or, you know, and, and so that we can be with other parts of our family or we can be alone. We actually, before my daughter was born, I remember my husband and my two-year-old and I went out to dinner on Thanksgiving, which was amazing. And then we went and had Thanksgiving dinner with my parents, you know, later because of, because of my husband's job also, sometimes he has to work on the holidays. So, so I think remembering that even for ourselves. And even when it's like, I've got to do all the things like we went and saw the Nutcracker last year, like at the end of December, right after Christmas, we went and so we, after Christmas, we decided like, Oh, we should take them to see the Nutcracker. And like, you can do those things. You can watch a, you can watch movies, whether it's a holiday movie or whether it's a, 
Harry Potter series, you can watch those all the way through the winter. And we don't have to cram every single thing into a certain day or a weekend or even a month. We can, we can carry these, these special things, you know. And I love the idea. I feel like the, the, the Harry Potter thing is such a ex- good example of planning for that because I feel like I, I think it's probably especially true for mom entrepreneurs. I would say it's probably also true for mom, for just for a stay at home mom and maybe a little less true if you're going back to work after the holidays. But I just feel like that January can be so freaking depressing <laughs> if we're like going, going, going. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, the next quarter is supposed to start. Everyone's supposed to be productive. The kids are going back to school. And it's just so nice that if you plan to stretch some of those things into January, because we don't have to do it all in this week. Just knowing that in advance. I love that. All right. Sonia or Stacy, do you guys have anything to chime in on? I was going to share that a couple of years ago, my in-laws gifted us an advent book situation, much like you were describing, Sarah. Um, They just showed up with a big box of wrapped books and the kids got to open one every day. And it was fun because all of a sudden we had this huge collection of Christmas books um, and holiday themed books that we hadn't had before. And so I love that. Um, But I hadn't thought about recreating it. So thank you for that idea, Sarah. Um, One of our favorite traditions is just something that's kind of specific to our local area is that we have a um, organization that sets up a Christmas light display at the fairgrounds that you can drive through and there's cheesy music and animatronic like cartoon characters and the whole thing. And so we usually um, either get ice cream or hot cocoa to have in the car as we drive through it. And, um, you know, you can go through multiple times and we just like turn up the Christmas music and get really silly and enjoy that. Um, and I also wanted to speak to what Megan said about the ability to choose how we spend our time on the holidays is kind of up to us and our nuclear families. And I think that's really hard to protect sometimes because we're, we're trying to take care of everybody else as well. Not something that we've had to practice in my family. Our grandparents used to live far away, and then in the past couple of years, everyone has moved to our area. And so that has really changed how we experience holidays. And there's no more travel, which is really nice. But now it's the question of do we spend every holiday together? Can we do our own thing? Are we going to, um, you know, try to see multiple people in one day. And so just getting really clear with yourself and your partner and your family about what it is that you want and you need during the holidays, I think is one of the most important um, aspects, especially uh, for me. And so, yeah, we definitely, we plan the fun stuff, but then we also talk really early about where we want to be on Christmas or Thanksgiving and, and how we can include other people. I love how inclusive all you guys are. I feel like I'm like... (laughs) the matriarch over here. I'm like, this is how it's going to be. This is how I want to feel for the Christmas season. Everybody follow me. I wish I had a little bit more of that. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. All right, Stacey, do you have anything? I just wanted to kind of piggyback on a few is we, we, again, my kids are younger, so we, we keep it pretty simple. And a lot of our traditions are more based on when we do travel back. So like I said, this year will be a little bit weird. Um, I think, I mean, I'm 36 and I'm the one I'm like, I'm like, 
I, I don't want to miss singing Christmas carols with my family. <laughs> you know, so I'm the one attached to those traditions. But um, we get Christmas jammies every year. So we get to pick those out. And then um, because we moved away from everyone and we have little kids, so everybody still loves to send them gifts, which, you know, we've, we've, they, they've chilled out a little bit and we're, we're decent with boundaries about, so we don't get like a huge influx because they want to keep, when we travel, they want to keep something for them to open when we are there, which I understand, but we've mostly trained our families to ship us our gifts so that I don't have to pack them all to bring them all home on the airplane with two children. And so to kind of stretch out our, our season is, um, we just open them when they come. And so for, for my kids, I found that it helps because then it's not this whole like anticipation and waiting and whining and building up. And then this whole giant pile of gifts that they can't even like soak in, but then they get like one thing at a time. And then, yeah, some of the shine wears off and then we stick three quarters of them in the closet to pull out throughout the year. But that kind of helps us pace, pace some of the excitement a little bit as well. And then again, when we are traveling, then kind of bring the focus back to that family time. And yeah, we open a few things, but it's not too much for them because they are, they are little, like they don't, like they open three presents and can't even remember what all three of them were. Yeah. I love that. I think that's so important. And we didn't really even get into gifts so much yet, but that can really throw everything for a loop. I feel like it's so easy to spend too much <laughs> mm-hmm. as, as the mom entrepreneur and, um, I also think it's so easy to overwhelm our kids with so much. So I don't know. Anyone have a thought on that? Erica does. Uh, my friend Corey and I years ago, I forget right now who originally came up with it, but I remember um, probably nine or 10 years ago, she and I having this conversation about the want a need, a wear, a read. And I've, we've always, always, always been super minimal with our son when it came to Christmas, because, you know, you never really predict, like maybe one year you'll have a great year and get a ton of stuff. And the next year it'll be different and you won't. And we never wanted to have any disappointment or weird expectations. So we've always kept it really simple. And when he was probably, that was probably, he was like four or five. And I love that. And it spoke to me and we do tend to not just get, you know, four things, but um, I really try to use that as the backbone. And now, especially as he's gotten older, we try to put in more experiences and um, trips or memberships to things, stuff like that, that we can enjoy throughout the year and also look forward to when the weather's a little nicer. But I really, really love the simplicity of a want, a need, a wear, a read. And I think that it's just like, I don't know, it's like a breath of fresh air. Like just thinking of only doing, you know, only having to think of four, four or five things is just like, uh, it feels so, it feels so nice. And I feel like I do it for my husband actually as well. Like I'm, I'm pretty minimal with him too. And it's just like what Stacy was saying, like even for grownups, it's like, then the day is not overwhelming. You can actually really enjoy the things that you got. And it's, it's really more special than just millions of boxes sitting in a corner somewhere. Um, we have done that since the kids were born. So I totally appreciate that <laughs> for a presence thing. And, you know, it sort of works out. One year it didn't work out at all and somebody brought in way too much stuff, but I could feel it. So I really appreciate that. I think um, I heard it probably 
14 years ago from Kim John Payne. So I don't know if that he was on one of the initial episodes actually of this podcast, but he, I think talks a lot about that and gifts and that, and that not giving gifts isn't necessarily the right solution either. Like that, that the idea of giving something is great. It's just, we've gone a little bit over the top because obviously in order to give, we have to be able to receive. I love that. All right, I'm really trying. I'm really yeah. trying to push the experience gifts, especially with the grandparents, because I feel yes. like then then it's because my kids, I feel like they're getting to an age where they may not want to spend as much time with their grandparents as they continue to get older, or my or or the grandparents may not be able to do as much. So I'm really trying to push the grandparents, like give them an, give them something that the two of you can do together. You know, to take them to do something because I think that is so so valuable to that time. And then also it's not like one more, you know, one more thing. They can have fun with it though. We did that like four, we haven't, we did, what do you mean push? Just ask. (laughs) We did that like five years ago (laughs) and it hasn't, nobody's given them a thing yet. Well, yeah, but they, they figure out how to like wrap it up in a package, you know, so that they're giving the experience in a package. Well, thank you, ladies. Does anyone have anything like that we must tell this audience before we we hang up just about having a peaceful, happy, whatever holidays season as a mom and entrepreneur. I think it's, it starts now of getting clear about what you want. And it, a lot of times I think when you start thinking about that, it feels impossible. But when you start to really think about what what it is you want and where what feel like the barriers you can start to break those down and so a lot of times for me it's thinking about what other people want for the holidays as well as what i want which don't always mix um and then trying to see how to help different people have those needs and also recognizing that there are things that maybe aren't that big of a deal to my kids but i've made them in a big a big deal like i had a, a neighbor who asked if my kids could come down and decorate cookies one time. And I thought, oh no, I want to have that experience with my kids. And I thought, oh no, I want my kids to be able to do that. And I don't have to have the mess in my kitchen and they'll do that. I'll go wrap some presents. Everybody wins. Um, So sometimes letting go of the things that you think are part of what you want that you realize I really don't care about that. I love that. That's a good tip. (laughs) Anyone else? We good? Thank you guys so much. And for everyone listening, these ladies are amazing and brilliant. And um, I will put links to all of their businesses in the show notes. And maybe we'll even get some people back for a full-on episode at some point. So thank you guys. All right, let's take what we heard and put it into action. This is my favorite part of every podcast where we take what we heard and we create three doable changes so you can take what you've been inspired to do and actually put it into action. This is so, so, so important. So here's the deal. I love this concept of taking on one doable change at a time. This means that maybe once a week, you choose what your doable change is. You really commit to it. You draw that line in the sand. You schedule things that will help you with that doable change. And you really commit to experimenting and having fun because there is nothing that we will implement in our life if we don't feel like there is flexibility and some joyous moments boiled into it. All right? So here are three doable changes from this episode. Number one, get your big rocks in place. 
Get any big work days on the calendar. Pick the things that you want to do as a family during the holiday season. Put those on your calendar now, today, so you're not holding them in your head. And get used to saying no to other things that put you out of the way that you want to feel this holiday season. So it's getting the things that you want to do into your calendar. So then you can create the boundary to say no to the other things. Now, if you're listening to this in real time, we're just a little bit into December. So you still have time to say no, to simplify, and to really make this month feel how you want to feel. Okay. Number two, schedule slow down time. This is so, so important. It is changing my first week of December big time because it's a busy month. It really is. And we have to purposefully slow down. So schedule time for yourself, schedule downtime for your family. And this might mean take a Sunday where you all sit around and read Christmas stories or setting aside every Friday for a holiday movie night, or choosing not to go to another holiday party. Remember, part of this doable change thing is we have to say no. You could take an afternoon to browse in your favorite bookstore instead of braving the mall. You can spend some time baking cookies or crafting. Cross something off your list that's even undone, (laughs) something that you don't have to do, and just Take a walk, take a holiday stroll, and mark off time on your calendar for all these things and hold it sacred. Sacred. Hold these quiet moments really sacred because they are so important. And I would say they're always important, but they're particularly important, I think, at this time of year. And really like called for. The season is calling for these quiet moments at this time of year. Literally, we're like getting snowed in in some parts of the country. Okay, number three, set boundaries around gifts. Oh my gosh, this is such a big one. And it's so easy to slide. I have pretty firm boundaries around gifts. And even I, as I start looking out on the internet and getting all these sales in my inbox, I'm like, oh, well, you know, maybe we could do this or maybe we could do this, but it is so not necessary. And so helpful, I think, to our kids to have really thoughtful boundaries around what we bring into our house and how much of it we bring in. Okay. We talk a lot about scheduling and being busy, but there's also an overabundance of stuff at this time of year. So if you set boundaries about gifts and share them with your family members, that's kind of key because if you set them in your house, but then thousands of gifts come in, it can be a little bit not what you had planned. So one of the things that was shared in this podcast is to consider going with just a want, a read, a wear, and a made. That's one way you could do it. Those are four gifts. We talked about encouraging family members to share the gift of experiences. So a card that says they'll do something with you or a gift certificate to do something with a child. So this is things like tickets to an event or a museum membership. So the the stuff isn't what's piling up. And think about when you want to open gifts. Will you do it Christmas morning? Will you open them at different events throughout the season? Will you open them as they arrive at your house like one of our guests did? Decide and communicate all of this with at least your spouse if you have young kids and then with your kids if you have older kids. 
but just know that we can do this differently than the rest of the rest of what might seem to be going on around you. And because I feel so passionate about this part, actually, we're going to have another episode just on gifts where I've gotten someone on who this is their specialty. Um, So look for that coming up really soon. All right. I will see you guys on the next episode of the Plan Simple podcast. Make sure to declare what your doable changes this week, and I will see you real soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review. That really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for now.